welcome back to the World of Sports NFL World of Sports podcast and radio show to our 2019 NFL mock draft. This is part three. We're gonna do we're gonna do picks 21 to 32. Uh, so we're gonna do the final 12. Um, if you would like to know who the other picks were, one to 20, you can listen. They are in Anchor, uh, Anchor.fm, and you can click uh, so you can skip to where your team picks. Those are all going to be marked in the description of each podcast. So, we are going to move right to the 21st pick, uh, the first of two picks in the in this 20s group uh, for the Seattle Seahawks. Charlie, go ahead. So, the Seahawks just traded their best pass rusher and arguably their best defensive player besides Bobby Wagner, Frank Clark, to the Chiefs. And... Their best pass rusher now was the third best pass rusher on the Niners last year. The Niners have the second pick in the draft. If they if the Seahawks do not draft Brian Burns, who is probably the best pure pass rusher, again, his only issue is his weight because, as Dylan said, he was a basketball player. But if they don't draft Brian Burns here, they have issues that <laughs> I just don't understand. They have to draft a pass rusher here. Brian Burns had... 10 sacks last year in 12 games with 15.5 tackles for loss. And he had three forced fumbles on top of that for a pretty bad Florida State team last year. I, I think Brian, Brian Burns has to be the pick here. So I actually am a big fan of Burns. I do have him in my own little mock draft going at like 15, I think, 14, somewhere around there. Um, but I am going to choose the one that fits a little bit better. Um, first off, I can see a cornerback, but now that they have a late first-round pick, I think it will go there. With a corner, I haven't taken Colin Farrell. Um, this is a guy who plays very, very similar to Frank Clark, who just lost. He's a perfect four-three fit. He's a highly he's highly productive with prototypical size, length, and strength. Um, <coughs> he he sets the edge really well. Uh, really, he's made some big improvements. I I think that he is going to be able to take over exactly what Frank Clark did for the, for Seattle, um, and that's why I have him going there over a little bit better of a Brian Burns. Yeah, I have Farrell going here as well. Um, my only concern with Farrell is he does lack the elite get-off of uh, your prototypical edge rusher, but I feel like he's a plug-and-play right here for Frank Clark, and he fits in perfectly for what Seattle's trying to do, uh, especially after losing their best pass rusher. I definitely view Farrell as a better overall fit because he is a 4-3 player, whereas Burns is a 3-4 player. I just view Burns as the better pass rusher. That's why I have them taking him. Um, I hear you. So I just want to make sure you guys are aware that Christian Wilkins is still on the board. Very aware. Uh, mm-hmm. I know he's aware, but you guys are you guys sure you don't want him? Larry, you, Larry, you suggested him going 14th. So the problem there, though, is it's, it's more at of a this need. at this point, it's more it's coming to like fit and need, and I don't see any teams in between uh, the Falcons and here necessarily needing a defensive. Uh, line player on the interior as much. I'm not going to lie, I forgot he was there, but I still think that this is the pick. For yeah, regardless. Similar, yeah, regardless, this is definitely the pick for Seattle with who's left on the board. Yeah. Alright, yeah. um, I'm going to go with Kellen Farrell. I think, uh, sorry Charlie, I think he's the That's uh, I think he, I think, we, we, I, I think fit matters maybe more than most here. Um, Seattle's kind of a fickle team. Their defense has been kind of all over the place over the years. Not even we're not even mentioning the leadership issues, but 
and, and the force out and the you know the the force outs by Earl Thomas. So uh, or the one the the wanting force out by by Thomas Cam Chancellor issues. Yeah, too. I think Kellen Farrell's a guy <laughs> that fits in the system they needed and uh, in, in a place they needed. They traded a, a guy today in. Frank Frank Clark, Clark. Frank Clark, Clark for, who he could second first round sorry, pick. who he could he could help replace. Um, so I think Kellen Farrell's the move here. All right, moving on uh, to the twenty second pick in the Baltimore Ravens. Dylan, go ahead. Um, funny, I'm going to steal your pick a little bit. Burns is the pick here for me. They lost both of their top two pass rushers last year. They lost Suggs to Arizona, and they lost Zadarius Smith to the Packers on a huge deal. They didn't replace that, um, and they get lucky that a guy who's probably a top 15 talent drops to them. So I got Burns. I have Hollywood Brown going here. Uh, the big problem I see with Baltimore is there's only one offensive weapon I can name on their team, and that's John Brown, and he is kind of a second choice. He is on choice. the Bills. He's on the – oh, he's, I can't even name an offensive weapon <laughs> on the Ravens. Mark Ingram. Well, I mean, Mark Ingram's there now, but in terms of passing options, yeah. they don't really have anyone. Uh, they let Crabtree walk. Number one is Willie Sneed. Exactly. Says a lot. Exactly. Um, Willie Sneed's their number one. Uh, I feel Hollywood Brown's the best wide receiver in this draft class, despite what others may argue. Uh, and they they need weapons. They they just need them. They have nothing else. I'm with you that they need weapons. I just have a different guy. I have A.J. Brown because he is probably the most consistent pass catcher on the team. Oh, I'm sorry, in on this draft board. They need a wide receiver to play with their running back star slash quarterback, Lamar Jackson. And if they really want Lamar Jackson to be at his best, they need that wide receiver now. Um, okay, I'm going to actually go... Ooh, we all, all three of you picked different people. That yeah, I'm not going to lie. Look at their depth chart. I'm a little bit worried for them as a um, team next year. They got so many holes. Um, uh, I, I, I'm going to. Yeah, it's, too, it's, right? a big, yeah. it's a big rebuild. They They're going full-on rebuild here. So considering that uh, considering that you all three picked different people, um, and I agree they do need a, a wide receiver. Sorry, Dylan. Um, I have a feeling they are going to choose uh, Hollywood Brown or, as he's actually known, Marquise. Um, I have a feeling that because of a need, uh, they they just they need. I, I think something comes more than just a pick here. You need kind of a presence. There seems yeah. when your new I game is Hollywood. Quickly, I need to quickly persuade you to pick AJ Brown real quick <laughs> because AJ Brown has the best ability to catch the ball. Marquise. He was Brown. not the number one receiver on his team. DJ Metcalf was. But that's because DK Metcalf. Well, actually, Metcalf. DJ Metcalf was their second. Okay, but, but he also got yeah, added. So he actually Jerry, they're, but they're on the, the same year. team, which means that AJ yeah, Brown Metcalf was their second. Before this, like when Net Metcalf got hurt, AJ Brown was known to be the better receiver, actually. Yep. The only issue with Marquise Brown is he's an athletic player, very fast, does not know how to find the ball. Agreed. That's why I, I kind of like receive you slightly to change mind real quick, unfortunately. We just said that they're going through a huge rebuild, and there's a guy who's a top 15 talent there. This is definitely the time where you take the best available player who also fits a need. You can and, that is, and that is, and that is, are you going to, are you? Burns. No, that's Burns. 100% Burns. Burns is a great pick, too. 
I think you take. No I think when you have a rebuild, you take the best available player. There's a top 15 player there. They could get receivers later in the draft. I do agree that it, it does hurt Lamar Jackson's upside with having no receivers. But you could find speedy guys in the fourth, fifth round, even in the second round at the very well, least. They don't have a second round pick's the issue. They Ooh. traded it for Lamar. Uh, well, that's unfortunate for them. But I still think you take the best available. All right, player. I'm actually gonna. I'm, I'm gonna roll with Hollywood Brown. I think we need a okay. couple. We need something to. to to shake this draft up a little bit, uh, <laughs> the collusion between you two did not work. <laughs> I, I also, I also think that there's a, there's a certain aspect in the fact that the Ravens would like to see Marquise Brown just beat up the Steelers, who drafted his cousin Antonio Brown. Uh, I, I don't think that should that's go. I don't think that will go into any picks. But I think that I would hope should that's not happen. If that's a reason if, why you would draft no, 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 someone, you should it, be fired no, 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 immediately. I, I think, I think it's kind of the icing the on the cake. Okay. I think they're looking for someone in, call, in in Hollywood Brown to be a difference maker, to bring some energy to the team, some fun to the locker room. But on the side, if he happens to you know have a hundred yard game against the Steelers, wouldn't hurt. Um, all right, to the twenty third pick, Houston Texans. Uh, Larry, you uh, you can take this one. Well, I don't have a specific player for this. It's just Houston needs offensive linemen. I don't really care who it is at this position. They need an offensive lineman desperately. They have one of the worst O-lines in football, and Deshaun Watson desperately needs protection so he can perform the way he's shown previously with that garbage O-line. Uh Anyone here really would improve at any position across the board. That O-line needs a complete rebuild. Well, I need a player out of you. (laughs) Uh, Considering this is a mock draft, that would come with players. yeah. So I need a player name. You want to to go to Dylan and then come back to you for that? Greg Little is a potential player to go here. It might be a little high for him. All right, we're going to go with Greg Little then. But... We'll throw Greg Little out there. All right, uh, Dylan. Um, so, yeah, I, I did some research. Um, so their starting <laughs> left tackle is ranked 73-odd pro football focus, and their starting right tackle is coming off a season where he played one game and has been suspended multiple times throughout his career. So I think that not, this is where I wanted Andre Dillard to be originally, even though he went earlier in this draft. This would have been the perfect fit for him. And so that's why I would actually kind of watch the Ravens surprisingly trading up. I know they don't have a second round, or the Texans, I mean. Oof. That I could see them trading up for Andre Dillard because they really do need that. They've been so, rumored to be wanting to trade up. And I can definitely <laughs> see it happening. I have them taking my next available tackle, Dalton Risner, who is a second-round pick in my opinion. Um, so you're going to go just, Dalton Risner there? He, he's a he's a uh, like a punisher. He's slow coming off his line, but he finishes with a mean streak. So I think that he has the he has the anchor to rush against power rushers. Which I think will help a lot in their conference or in their division. So I'm going to have them take someone who's kind of be more of a finisher, punisher type guy. Yeah, this is a very need oriented pick. Uh, Charlie? (laughs) This will surprise you guys. I don't have an offensive lineman. I don't have an offensive player getting taken by the Texans. He might not even be the second best cornerback available. I think the Texans have to replace Kareem Jackson with taking Lonnie Johnson out of Kentucky. He is a 6'2 cornerback that is lightning fast on the field. He is a great zone coverage. Not amazing at man. He's not great at switching direction immediately, but that's something that you can train, especially if this dude is really as fast as what he seems. He didn't have a great combine. He ran a 4'52", 
40-yard dash, and I don't really view the 40-yard dash as a huge judgment because Thank they you. said Andy Isabella's time was off. They said he ran like a 4-5, but scouts actually had him at a 4-3. So I don't know how much I can trust it. But this dude is 6'2", 231 pounds, and his arms are 32 inches. It's I just feel him as a first-round prospect, especially with his upside. Um, okay, uh, looking through this the, with the three guys you mentioned, um, it sounds like you both agree there needs to be an offensive lineman, but you don't have a good <laughs> consensus pick. I view Greg Little as such a project player that so, he wouldn't. So Dalton Risner is ranked 21st on the DraftNetworks.com's uh, rankings. And because you just mentioned that Greg Little's a lot of work and Risner's, Risner's rated very pretty high here, I, I think I think they'll go with him. I, I think sometimes you just you take who you can get. <laughs> you get who you get. You oh, know. They would probably trade back before they, they take him personally. Probably, they probably kind of, will, but we're yeah. not doing trades in this, so we're just going to go with what they have. That is two um, picks right. in a row that messes me up. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> All right, to 24. And with the 24th pick, it is the Oakland Raiders who are up again. Their third pick, by the way, was Kyler Murray, who fell to them. Uh, 24. Uh, Which one of you want? Carly, go go ahead. I'm just going to say Brian Burns. I've talked so much about him. He's a great pass rusher. He would fit this defense because he can play outside linebacker. They play a 3-4, I believe. Let me check that real quick. They... They play a 4-3, actually, but still. They have Vontez Burfecht, who has had about a million concussions in his career, and he could even though he's a pass rusher, he could play the Anthony Barr position. That's right. Uh, Dylan. So I want to start off with saying the guy I was originally going to take because I was excited to say that, but before that, it is Burns, I think, is the pick. Josh Morrow is their starting defensive end. (laughs) Um, I do actually like Josh Morrow, but, like, come on. Um, At the very least, they could use depth if that's their starter. So I think that they could use. I think that with his length, he could play. Even though he doesn't really have the strength as much, they could find a way to play him as a four-three. So even though this is not a good fit, I think that's the move. I did like them taking Rocky the corner, because I think that Mike Mayock loves toughness, and there's no one more tough than a two-time state wrestling champ playing corner. <laughs> so um, I did kind of want to bring that up, but I think that Burns is the move. Larry, uh, th- this draft is quickly turning into John Gruden's wet dream. He snags Kyler Murray, and the forgotten player in this draft, Christian Wilkins, is still on the board here. I feel like this is an obvious choice there for him. He's, they desperately need help all along the defensive front, and Christian Wilkins is by far the best player on the board here. It's not even close. This should be an easy pick, Christian Wilkins, to the Raiders. All right, Charlie, you want to... I wanna... hate that I've been, like, challenging most of your guys' picks right now, but... <laughs> I'd love to hear it. They, the, the Raiders bulked up on D-line, like, interior D-line, Christian Wilkins' position D-line with Mo Hurst and P.J. Hall last year in the first two round, in the second and third round. Yeah, but I'd be a little bit surprised if they draft, especially because they have Jonathan Hankins, too. I'd be a little bit surprised if they drafted a D lineman in the first round because they'd most likely have to push one of these guys that is built to stop the run on the outside. I do agree. I'm just not a huge fan of B.J. Hall personally, but I do agree that they drafted him in the second round. They have to have a lot of faith in him. That's just my opinion. I agree. I agree. I think B.J. Hall, who the Giants took in the third round, was a better prospect at the time and probably still is a better player. The question there, though, becomes... Who do you think is better, Wilkins or the guy that you drafted last year? And I think and, Wilkins yeah, I, is definitely the better prospect. All right, so I'm going to move this along, and I'm also going to go Wilkins. Sometimes you just take best available. Uh, I know you mentioned they have a lot of players at that position, but 
It, it sounds like he, the, the general consensus is Wilkins is falling. Well, but Burns fell a little bit more. Burns is Burns rated a little higher than Wilkins. Uh, I, I think I think Wilkins talent before yeah. this. I I think Wilkins is just I think some something about Gruden seems to like these defensive linemen, and Wilkins was a very good player at Clemson, and I think that's I think he's just going to fall there. I, I, it's that's a feeling on my part. We've mentioned how small Brian Burns is now yeah, yeah, three four I, times. Yeah, I think Wilkins is not a good fit, but I do think that he has mm-hmm. long enough arms where he could really play. Yeah, on the I, I, do I think this is a first round pick. All right, to the next pick, which is twenty five in the Philadelphia Eagles. I have um, a monologue plan for that. Yeah, let's keep it we're gonna, we're gonna, short. You got me monologue. Let's uh, <laughs> let's go with you, Charlie. Let's start. Let's get this uh, <coughs> show in the room. So the Eagles just traded for Jordan Howard, and this trade <coughs> is a six round pick. But if they choose to let him walk, they don't give up anything. So I have them picking a running back, not Josh Jacobs. I have them picking Daryl Henderson from Memphis. Because, one, Henderson is very, very, very fast. He could replace Darren Sproles in the future. Howard is the exact opposite. He could be the Tariq Cohen that Jordan Howard had that they need. And the thing with Henderson, too, is then they could just let Jordan Howard walk and they don't give up anything. They have their future running back. I I actually really like that pick. I'm not going to lie. But... I have them going a little bit differently, but I can see that happening. That's something that I have seen in recent drafts where you take a late first round on a running back that usually people has an early second. I have them taking Jeffrey Simmons. I know I've talked about him a little earlier. That'd be a good pick, too. Um, the, usually what you see out of teams that don't have very much holes on their roster is that they take the guy with the highest upside. He's basically going to be redshirting. This is, um, I'm pretty sure what they did with Sidney Jones, right? Sidney Jones. Was he drafted last year or two years ago? If he was drafted two years ago, they let him sit his first year. Yeah, no, well, he got injured. He got he injured right towards Achilles. Achilles is he had Tori Achilles, like corner that would have been a first round pick, fell to the second. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey Simmons next to Flexer Cox. I mean, that could be scary. So I, I think that they take the guy with the most upside, even if he has to sit a year, let him redshirt, have him come back next year. The only like challenge I have for you there is they just signed Malik Jackson to a three year deal. True, true. And I, I do hear that as a concern, but that means that he has a year, and you see teams that like to get rid of their last year. So maybe they That's keep him late for one year, cut him for this third. Larry. I have them going in a completely different direction. I have them addressing the secondary and going with Jonathan Abram. Uh, Rodney McLeod is coming off an injury, and he's set to hit free agency in 2020. So I think they look towards the future with this pick and snag the best safety in this draft class of taking Abram at 25. If I didn't have them taking Henderson, I would have them taking Abram. Um, oh, this is a tough pick. <laughs> this is a tough pick. Uh, I'm going to throw. I'm going to throw out Simmons because of that assault and the ACL. I truly do believe that Henderson is who they're picking. Uh, who? Wait, what position does Avery? Abram's a Abram is a safety. He's a safety. He has very, very, very high upside. So tell someone who doesn't know about him. So one of you talk about him because uh, uh, so uh, his name his name has not been very yeah, commonly actually, talked about. So unfortunately, I have him going to the next pick, but I will kind of sk- uh, I'll, I'll kind of spoil that a little bit. Um, I actually really like Jonathan Abrams. I actually really like him a lot. His biggest concern is a little bit in pass coverage, but I think that this guy could be a stud. He's got average pass uh, coverage, really good in the run, really good at yeah. support. Um, that's why I did think he would have paired really well with Malik Tucker, like really, right. really well. So he's a very he good down me, safety. He reminds me so much of Adrian Amos. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I so I, 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 I can't imagine 
Uh, Jordan Howard's not a bad running back. Why would you want to get rid of him because for Daryl Henderson? you don't give up a pick because Howard's most likely going to meet the— What was the, the pick they would have to give up? It six, would be a six-round six round pick, pick, but if Howard met the requirements of rushing, which he most likely would. They're a very run-happy uh, I have a feeling offense. they're going to keep him. A six-round pick isn't worth anything. It would, it's but you've seen it happen fifth, before. Though. You've seen very, very the Running backs that. are very interchangeable. Mm-hmm. But I feel like nah. I feel like defense has I been feel, what I'm gonna the go Eagles have built, what they've uh, done. Uh, I'm, I'm going to join him and go Jonathan Abrams here. I, I think that if you have a if Jordan Howard really is that good, which the I think one, he can be. The one issue with picking Abrams is that means they have two non very good ball skill safeties. Yeah, that's because Malcolm Jenkins isn't a ball. You know, skill safety. he could learn under Malcolm Jenkins for a year. But you, you could trade you could trade Abrams to someone else <laughs> though. I don't see the reason why you trade that Abrams though if you draft him. You could trade you could trade Jenkins. I, I don't wasn't well, Jenkins older? He's now? old. He's he like is 34. older. Yeah, uh, he I is think older, it, and I could see that. But the repl- but your argument was that they were replacing the other guy, not which is McCoy. But, but I, I don't. And they I, just signed Sandejo too, only but, on a one year deal. But they but, still but have just to, but based on who you guys gave, I don't think it's going to be Simmons. I think that he's got off the field questions or on the field too, and I don't I don't see the field I don't see them giving up on Daryl Henderson. So Jonathan Abrams is who's left. Yep. For this pick, so okay. that that's I mean that's kind of an inclusion by exclusion. <laughs> so now to the 26th pick in the Indianapolis Colts. Dylan, you look like you're ready. Yeah, so I would have said Jonathan Abrams here. But I, I, did, I did have a very, it was a very tough decision. So this kind of got rid of it. I also was thinking about Jeffrey Simmons. I'm obviously not going to say that anymore because you ain't taking Jeffrey Simmons. That's <laughs> I, not I, I think if you, we, who did, you guys mentioned no, someone. It doesn't matter. Either way, I'm taking, they need, they need pass rushers. They tried for a lot of pass rushers in free agency. They did get Justin Houston, but they struck out a lot, and I still think that is a need. Houston's old, too. Yep, he is very old. Burns is still there. They take a pass rusher, which is a need. They clearly wanted one really bad because they went after pretty much every pass rusher in the market on the in this year's free agency. So I have them taking Burns, and I think they're going to be super happy about it. I could see them going just – I think they'll go Burns, but I'll give you two alternatives here. Uh, I could see them going with Jacobs if they're not very confident on Marlon Mack's ability. I could also see them going, though, with Dexter Lawrence, who is a massive defensive tackle. He's 6'4", 342. He's a monster. He's a man among boys, and it'll probably be the same way in the NFL. Uh, as a pass rusher, he relies on his strength and power a lot to push the pocket, but you kind of expect that from an interior lineman. Uh, so you're going Dexter Lawrence? Yeah, I'm going Dexter Lawrence here. Uh, Charlie, yeah. I don't see any way that Brian Burns even gets to the 26th pick in the first place. Same. He is – I need to check what they run real quick, but – It doesn't matter what they run. They, they run a 4-3. They have a guy named Matthew Adams playing outside linebacker. Fill him in. Brian Burns is <coughs> the guy that they will end up taking. Chris Ballard isn't – he isn't a dumb guy. He will pick the <laughs> best player available in the scenario because they're pretty well set on offense and decent enough on defense where it might not look great on paper, but they've won a playoff game. So our pro- I think the, the only problem with mock drafts, and this is one in general, is you can't predict trades. Right. So I'm going to put Brian Burns going here, but I think if he were on the board earlier in this draft, someone would have traded up and taken him. I agree. So uh, this is kind of a eh. – like, may, may, this could actually happen. The Colts could take him. They could trade up to an earlier pick uh, and take him there, too. So I, I don't... They got the collateral. Right. So I, I don't think... So I think that, that that's just kind of the pick that's left, and maybe it's different. Um, maybe it's the same in an earlier place. Mm-hmm. Uh, now to the next pick, 
Seven, the Oakland Raiders are up again. They just picked Christian Wilkins. And they drafted um, Kyler earlier. They drafted Kyler at four. So, uh, Charlie, you seem to be the most ready. I'm, I, I'm, as we get later in this draft, I've I'll, had this guy locked for this specific yeah. pick the entire time. Actually, I had him going 24th, but that changed. Um, I think there's no way that they let Chris Lindstrom fall farther than 27th. Mayock, I know it's probably Gruden's pick, but Mayock is a Boston College guy, donated a ton of money there, and why not pick another Boston College dude to replace Kalichi Osamele? They have a big hole at guard because they let him go. This guy, Chris Lindstrom, is the perfect blocker because he is very good with his hands and his strikes. His only thing is his zone blocking. He's still 6'4", 305 pounds. He's the perfect size. He's very, very, very consistent. All right, Dylan, um, if you're ready. Uh, no, I'm ready. Uh, I was just trying to make a decision. I made one because I've been having the same discussion at this pick, whether they take a corner, but I, I'm going to take Josh Jacobs. They, like, like I said earlier, Mayock loves his toughness. And mm-hmm. I think that I think a lot of the concerns with him is more of a media thing and not what NFL scouts think. Like you said earlier, I'm not a huge forty time either, even though I kept mentioning uh, <coughs> that's forty time. That's yeah, that different. Was, it was different. <coughs> I am not a forty time guy. I don't think he's going to play as fast as his forty time was. I think he's going to play much faster than that. And I just think that he he feels a need. I'm not a huge Crowell fan as a Jets fan, and I, I think they can use a great running back to make that offense elite. And I, Think that Josh Jacobs is the, the guy. One question I have about Jacobs though is why didn't he start over Harris? Harris was a, I, I can answer this one. I, I'm the Alabama fan of the group. Unfortunately. Uh, Harris was older. Uh, Jonathan Jacobs was recruited at a basketball game in high school um, by Nick. Nick Saban went to a basketball game to recruit him. I, I think they they figured that Harris was the more mature player, um, did, and they liked and he was actually better his freshman. Uh, do, Jonathan Josh Jacobs came on the the scene kind of late. He came uh, up like basically right before the first playoff. Game. Right, so it, it was it, it. There was a consistency in Harris that was there for a while, mm-hmm. and then I, I'm actually surprised. Honestly, Jacobs is even considered going this high. That's what scares me about him. Because uh, of he wasn't. He wasn't really. He wasn't really there. He's, he's a guy that gives a lot of effort, but to me, Harris was the better running back on that team till they lost the national championship game included. And I don't see Harris going at 27. I don't see Harris going in the second round. Right. So that's where I would see Jacobs fall into the – I would have expected him, if you asked me maybe in January, I would have said fourth, fifth, maybe. I I just think he has the upside to really – Jacobs has a very high upside. Now, rumor is that the Raiders love him too. Uh, Larry? I have them addressing their secondary. I have Rakia Sin going here. He is by far the safest pick here. He's great technically, athletically. He does occasionally get turned by shiftier wideouts, but he has speed to recover. Uh, I'm going with him over Greedy Williams simply because he's just a better tackler than Williams is. So I have them going here with Rakia Sin. I would like to also point out that was the guy I was arguing about. I do like that pick. All right. Uh, You're going to have to pronounce his name for me, Larry, because I'm not going to get it. Rakia Sin. Rakia Sin. Rakia Sin. Okay. Um... So I, I think Rakiasin. You want me? You want to jump in? Oh, okay. Uh, Rakiasin. Rocky. Here, I'll, I'll just copy it in there. Uh, thank you. <laughs> uh, ra- I'm trying to write it down on our big board, quote unquote. I've got I don't know how to spell it. <laughs> but, uh, rock. 
Rock and then ya. is it is it Y A Y A I got you. Sin. C-I-N or S I N? S I N. I got you. Oh, it's exactly like you think it sounds. Yes. All right, that's, exactly. that's so it's, funny. It's, there you go. it's phonetic. It's All right. not it, difficult. All right. I, I that, that like never happens. So <laughs> never happens. 228. Uh Los Angeles Chargers. Um which one of you seems oh, to sorry, be did we ready? officially have Rocky Asin going? Yeah, I'm gonna yes. pick Rocky Asin. I, I don't think Josh Jacobs is that good and, and I could see where you want to go with the linebacker in Lindstrom, but Lindstrom's I, a guard. Or guard, I may have missed. They have a big hole at guard. Yeah, I, I don't think. I think they're going to take the secondary piece. I, I think that <coughs> on the list. he was he was further. I, I okay. let's move on. Um, Dylan, would you like to go first with the Chargers yeah, here? I'll go. With, I'll go first. I'll, I'm going to kind of steal your player a little bit. Uh, I'm going with Lonnie Johnson on this one. I think that corner they could use some help, and they want a big one. And he's Lonnie's got long and tall with physical traits, so I think that he kind of fits with that need. Um, you can never have really enough corners in the NFL. I'm pretty sure they have a need there, so I think that he he has the talent to really help out that defense that already looks really good. All right, uh, Larry, I this is the one spot where I feel like if Greedy Williams goes here, he can succeed. Because the Chargers have those ball hawking safeties that can cover for his lack of tackling. So I feel like the Chargers will go with Greedy Williams here and address that cornerback position. So I view this the Chargers of only having one really good safety. Their other safety, Adrian Phillips, is more of a special teams player. So here I have them drafting Darnell Savage from Maryland. One of the fastest dudes on the planet. He was a he's a great ball hawk. He was one of the reasons why Maryland even was in that game against Ohio State. He is one of the best tacklers too. He might just he's not great at deep zone coverage, but he's still one of the best tacklers. He again he reminds me a little bit of a faster Adrian Amos. Um, so the question I guess is, uh, I, I think it's uh, the question is where do you think Greedy Williams falls in the intelligence scale? I've very, heard he didn't know very, how to very low. I heard he didn't really yeah. know how to play. Like he was just a super good athlete and <coughs> didn't know how to really cover no, people. There's, kind there's of a lot of random positives with him and there's a lot of negatives with him. I, it's I very hard to rank and project where he will go because he could go as high as twenty. He could go. He could fall to the third round. I have a feeling Savage is the safer pick here, um, and I, I don't think the Chargers. Again, as we get later in this draft, sometimes. You just don't want to see you don't we don't want to take a risk on a player, especially with their first round pick. So I have a feeling Savage will be the guy for the Chargers. I'm kind of like disagreeing with what I said, but the Chargers are in the absolute perfect position to take a risk on that on their I guy. don't think they I don't know that they want to. I don't know if they want to either, but they've been rumored to be in love with Drew Locke. That's a big, big, big risk. So, just, okay, well, that, I, that's that's a, too. I just don't see Philip Rivers as the mentor type. And I still think he thinks he has a few more years oh, left. He definitely I see, yeah. Rivers is the Trash talker, he's not going to be open to men. I don't see him taking quarterback this either. year or probably even next year. I think in two years from now is when I start to see them. The Trevor Lawrence here? Yeah. All right, so we will be yeah. back with this in two years and we will discuss that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, exactly. So we have to move to the next pick so we can back do this in a Seattle. fair amount of time. Uh, we're going to go back to Seattle 29. They just got this pick today. Uh, we got the notification about seven, eight two hours Eastern or ago. so. No, about two Eastern ago. Two no, Eastern. I think it was before three, like nine hours. Three Eastern. Three I got Eastern. it about. No, oh, I got it, it about eleven. Eight. You're right. Yeah, it was, it's about yeah. two Eastern. Noon. Um, two. Two. No one cares about the west. <laughs> no one cares about the West Coast time. So two Eastern. I is. care about the West Coast time. Eleven a.m. Yeah, I live here. Eleven a.m. on the West Coast. <laughs> two p.m. on the East. I live here. I care about. Um, it. So, 
The see <coughs> so the Seahawks low on you seem to be ready on this one. Yep. So this is where I finally have my argument for my boy uh, Greedy Williams. I think here here's my argument for that. First off, I love his line. I love how fluid he plays. He's just smooth. He's not super fast. He doesn't have that, but he's like he's like Kaysen, Antonio Kaysen, if you guys remember him. That's who he reminds me of. Long, fluid. Um, now, you did say about the tackling. I think that if he goes to Seattle, that's the perfect place for them to teach him to actually learn how to tackle. He's going to have to to succeed there. And, I mean, you he won't be able to play if he can't tackle there. So I, I, I think that that will be the best place for him as a developmental standpoint, and I think that if he can learn how to tackle, that was your biggest concern with him. Yes, he's not the fastest, but I think he's a very good corner if he can do that. So my one issue with the whole Greedy Williams can learn in Seattle is they have a new defensive coordinator for this season, or actually, I'm sorry, for last season, and the Legion of Boom guy is now the head coach of the Falcons. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, Quinn is still the the head coach of the Falcons, but, like, I still, at least, I, I know that he doesn't really do defense, but I still attribute that to Pete Carroll and his mentality. Personally, Pete could, yeah, he but could like do that. I do hear what you're saying because he is, yeah. So yeah, Charlie, who do you want to take here? I'm gonna be a little bit. I'm gonna have a little bit of a surprise pick here. You give Russell Wilson 140 million dollars to score touchdowns. If Noah Fant's available, I think you gotta take Noah Fant. They even though Will Disley had a good start to the year last year, he did break his leg, if I'm correct. And Nick yep. Vanett's not that great. Putting a very good pass catcher just on that roster could fix almost every offensive issue they had last year. And they didn't even have that many offensive issues with the limited amount of offensive talent they have. I think you need to exploit Russell Wilson's just how good he is. To its peak uh, at this Larry, point. I agree with you there. However, I'm going with Keneal Harry, who I think Nikhil has... Harry, by the way. Nikhil oh. Harry. I think he has the best hands in this draft by far. Some of the catches he made this year at Arizona State were ridiculous. They were Odell-esque. I feel like uh, if you give Russell Wilson this weapon, he's a fantastic red zone threat for them. He's got decent speed. There are a little bit of concerns with his physicality, but he's got by far the best hands in this draft, I think. I think um, that wouldn't be a bad pick at all, and they've done apparently a lot of research on him. Not as much as the Cardinals have, but I think the best hands in this draft is Hakeem Butler, and it, it, it like hurts me because I really like him. It hurts me that I don't have him as a first-round grade. So I have seen two different rankings that both had Noah Fan in the top 15. Um, the one I'm currently looking at from the Draft Network has him going 7th. He's not or better. Or so has him ranked 7th. Well, ranked not seven, better ranked than T.J. Hawkinson. Yeah, no, they have him ranked 7th. Wow. Um, just ahead of Talkinson, who they have at 8th. So I'm going to go with Fan. I, I, don't, I don't know if this is some of this is just my inherent bias against Nikhil Harry as a U of A fan. But I have a feeling that tight ends are hard to find, and if you can find one that's good, you keep them. Just and a so, reminder, the same guy did say he wants the Cardinals to pick Nikhil Harry. Oh, I do. I, I do. I will say it on into the microphone. I, I have a feeling that if, if Nikhil Harry is still here round. by about the 30th pick and maybe the Packers don't take him, the Cardinals trade up. So, tw- uh, to pick number 30. Yep, 30. Uh, who wants to start this one off? Just a reminder: the Packers have already taken DK Metcalf. Yep. They have. So now, so exactly. If, if so, number thirty, who wants to go? Dylan, you look I ready. Can, I can go. Um, so I want to point out that I do like that last pick because this is exactly where I had him going to the Packers. I think he would have fit really well with Jimmy Graham. Yeah. Um, he would have. At and least Lafleur loves to use three tight ends too. Yes. Yeah. Um, but now that he isn't there, where's the guy? 
shoot. I lost um, who I was going to take. You, someone else. All right, me. so if we don't, if no one wants to talk, I can fill for a I moment. Try to I think the Packers have, even though they just drafted, they just signed Adrian Amos, they still have a massive hole at safety. Amos is not going to be, as a Bears fan, Amos is not going to be the game changer that the Packers fans think he is. He's still a very good safety. He's not the Eddie Jackson. I have them picking Nasir Adderley out of Delaware. He is a great zone coverage player, which is exactly what you need for a safety. Not great at man, but how often do you see a safety go into man more than just often? You don't see it very often. It's mainly zone. He's very physical, and he's very good at getting the interceptions, too. And rumor has it that the Packers really like him, too. All right. Oh, I remember what I was going to uh, say. Dylan, you're ready so to go. I forgot for a second. I thought it was someone else that I remembered. I had him taking Greg Little. Um, this is why. Um, we their, their offensive line is very injury-prone, and Greg Little is the prototypical project. So let him not have to start day one, which is what a lot of offensive linemen in the first round usually have to do. Give him time to develop under a really experienced tackles that are a little, getting up there in age. They're in the high 20s they now. They still have probably the best left tackle in the league, though. Exactly. He had a great year last year. But he's, like, getting up there, 28, mm-hmm. 29, definitely, I think. Definitely, definitely. So have him sit, learn from the best, and then it, worst case scenario, transition one of them to guard if there's an injury, and give him time. I think it's a great fit. I have Greg Little going here as well. Uh, you paid Aaron Rodgers uh, over $100 million and you do not, under any circumstances, want him to get hurt. Protecting him is of the utmost importance, so I believe depth here on the offensive line is what the Green Bay Packers will go with. So I just have one thing to say about Little is I compare him very similarly to Orlando Brown, and Orlando Brown had a great year last year. He was also a late third-round pick, though. I do think Little's probably a little bit better. I view him as a late second-round pick, but... Yeah, no. definitely, right. I definitely gonna, don't think that's the wrong pick, though. I'm going to go with Little. Pick. If you yeah, guys, fine, if you're going with it, to a certain extent later in the first round, like you're, these are <coughs> these are iffy first and second round guys that kind of could mm-hmm. fall in between both. So if he, I don't think it, it with the second pick of the of their draft so far, I don't think he's a bad player. No, and especially if Risner goes earlier too, who I also a lot of us view as a second. All round right, pick. Um, now to the. 31st pick and the uh, Los Angeles Rams. We are near the end of the first round at this point. Um, I actually think there could be some trades at this point with teams coming back into the first round. Um, and so uh, who, which one of you wants to... Larry, you're ready to go. I'll go first here. Uh, the Rams need to get younger on in their secondary. Uh, Greedy Williams is still on the board here. I feel at this point it's kind of the the... Upside is better than the downside of taking him here at 31 overall. Uh, you have time for him to develop tackling, uh, sitting behind Hakeem Talib. I believe he might be slot in as their number three cornerback uh, off the back, or he might be more of a special teams fourth corner type of guy. Uh, but I feel like at this pick, this would be the best option for the Rams here. Uh, Dylan. Um, so I have them taking Chris Lindstrom at a Boston College. Um, they lost Stafford or Stafford? Stafford. Stafford. I was way off. Um, <laughs> they lost him um, in free agency, and Lindstrom is one of the more athletic interior linemen with a rare ability to match movement with quick <coughs> for the people around him. And I think that's going to be pretty important in this in the in the conference or in the division with a lot of pass rushers like that. Um, 
He's scrappy at the point of attack. He does lack length, not, um, mass, and strength, which is not something you want out of your guards. But I think that they need to get younger in that off- interior offensive line, so I think that this is the move. Um, <coughs> all right, Larry. Charlie. Charlie, sorry. <laughs> Close enough. Uh, we're, we've, we've now, we're doing all three of these at the same time, so we're running on three hours at this point. So, Charlie, go ahead. Excuses, so, excuses. Even though I had Chris Lindstrom going earlier, I now have the Rams taking Eric McCoy, the guard from Texas A&M, the guard center from Texas A&M. He is a very, very, very good run blocker, and this team is a run-first team. They have two guys currently starting who have started a total of one game. One guy started zero. The other one started one. They just, again, they lost Saffold. They lost John Sullivan. Sullivan's still a free agent, so they could sign him back, but I wouldn't bank on it. McCoy just seems like the type of guy that fits the need better, but Lindstrom would also be a great pick here. I'm going to lean towards McCoy, but I'm not saying either one would be the better pick. All right, I'm going to throw out Greedy Williams. I just There's something about this guy, Larry, that, that if he's not going There's a lot yet, of ways to go with Greedy Williams. Right. He's I, a very just, volatile pick. The, the Rams have lost a lot of people in free agency. They, they I just think they have – They sounds like they have positional needs. <coughs> so I, I have a feeling they're going to go Lindstrom here. He sounds like a guy that – is a little what small was the word you guys said? Uh, he's like la- uh, like arm length, I think it is. Yeah, short arms. So yeah, yeah. but it, but you can work with that. The guys have had that in the past and been successful. The one thing that about Lindstrom in the scenario that made me go McCoy is the fact that he was a tackle for a little bit too. Yeah, I don't think don't... I think that if anything is a benefit in this case. Yeah, but, but they're they a run heavy offense. Really, really I do good understand that. Yeah, no, I, they are a run heavy offense. You want. Someone who is better against the run. Do you want to switch your pick real quick? Um, the one I th- thought about it, but I don't they run a z- zone scheme in, in in Los Angeles for their offensive alignment? I'm pretty sure they do. Don't yeah, me I'm that. pretty sure they run a zone blocking scheme. And yeah. that's why I kind of like um, Lindstrom a little bit better because he is used to running that zone scheme. Um, I'm going to go with him. I think he's probably a, a solid pick. It sounds like he's got some versatility zone. in him. So on the draft network, it says one of Lindstrom's <coughs> weaknesses is zone blocking. Oh, really? On the NFL.com says Wrong. that his final destination will be in his own scheme. <laughs> All right. So, so we'll conflicting reports. We'll, 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 we'll come them, back to this in we'll a year. Have them, we'll have them cancel those next, out. Uh, next, yeah. year, next year, we'll, make, we'll, we'll check out Lindstrom and we'll see how off we were in all these picks. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, all right. We are at... <laughs> We are at the final pick. The evil Ooh. empire. We are at the final pick. And somehow of the... that's one of the only picks that hasn't been changed throughout this whole draft. Yeah. What, like, the final pick? Yeah, my final pick. This Same one right. hasn't changed whatsoever. So, the New England Patriots are on the clock at the final pick. Pick number 32, the snakes that are the New England Patriots. I don't want to call them snakes. Go Pats. The evil winners. empire. All right. Straight winners. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> you, are the, you have the Patriots... I've been uh, Patriots DNA, yes. Yeah, I go ahead. That's disgusting. So, when you think of Patriots, you immediately go evil, and this leads directly to me thinking Jeffrey Simmons. <laughs> Bill Belichick <laughs> is the best at developing D linemen. He could easily land a top five player, in my opinion, at the 32nd pick and totally be okay with him sitting out. They are going to be Super Bowl contenders with him or without him. And I'm not saying Jeffrey Simmons is an evil dude. He just had one bad thing in his past, and he has a torn ACL. And he could have the character issues that we potentially believe he has, and that could get him 
to lose his spot on the Patriots. All right, Larry. Uh, well, my th- whole thing here with the Patriots at this spot is uh, they don't really have any weapons offensively anymore in terms of pass catchers. Uh, I feel like had Gronk stayed, uh, Paris Campbell would have been a perfect fit here. That would have been a great fit. But with Gronk gone, they don't really have that uh, big red zone target, and that's why I feel Harry here would be the best option for the Patriots. Dylan? I have a... I don't think we've had A.J. Brown go, have we? We have not had A.J. Brown. Um, I think it was a mistake that we didn't go a little bit earlier when we thought about him because I think that this is a very, very good receiver. Uh, and I, I just like his versatility for New England. I think that they could play him in a lot of different ways. Um, he was considered a safety blanket for a young quarterback in a ball control passing offense. Now, except for the young quarterback part, what does that sound like? It sounds like a New England type of receiver. So I, I think that he's going to be a very good fit in New England. But I do see the Jeffrey Simmons pick a lot because I do think he's very valuable. I would be surprised if Simmons actually fell out of the first round. Yep, same. Oh. oh you guys Jesse, you also have to remember, easy. though, the Simmons issue happened before college. I know. And I, I, yeah, but the fact that it's on there at all is well, also the red flag. The, the, also, the ACL makes flag. me a little more nervous, too. That's why so the combination of the two, the combination of the two, I can see him. Falling. I do agree yeah. with everything you're saying, but let's not forget this guy is a top five to ten pick. Without and he was moving of up. Yeah, yeah, but we also had that <laughs> argument a couple years ago with Robert Kandichi when he fell. And he true. fell to 29th. And he fell to 29th, and he hasn't panned out at all. True, he also true, fell out of the second story. True, but I, I, he was I also Simmons the number one recruit, and then had a terrible just college career for a number one. So career. all right, so I, yep. I have a feeling it's between. I'm gonna figure out between AJ Brown and the Kill Harry. I think they go by they go by need here. Uh, I they they need they need the pass catcher. And and the, the question is do they need a their small right. guy or do they need the big guy? They currently have a guy named Lawrence Guy playing D tackle <laughs> and another guy named Adam Butler. Yeah, but I don't feet. but I don't but Bruno's, I'm not worried by New yeah, England because they're New England. Yeah, that's so, Belichick. So Belichick I, I is the defense. had these guys for a bit though. They like, I, the question, develop better. AJ Brown is six feet and Nikhil Harry is what, six, six three? three. Yeah, but I'm not saying you say like small, quick guy. AJ Brown's more. I'm, than I'm going to go with AJ Brown if you, because Dylan, you seem to really think that he Ooh. that he was good earlier. I have a feeling, by if the I way, pick a wide that receiver, if, I'd go AJ Brown. Uh, if the, the, if this was the scenario if, in, that the Cardinals may trade up to 32 and take Nikhil Harry, if he happens to be still there, I think he'll move up higher. But no, I think why would I you think, trade to 32 if you? Have I guess you no, no, no. Picks. I was thinking, I was thinking <laughs> one, or I was thinking like. I was not thinking we had the first pick in the second round. I have yeah. a feeling <laughs> okay. that, that they would trade to like 28, 29, 27 maybe to try to get him. But like in this scenario, but yeah, AJ Brown potentially has a chance at falling to the Cardinals. I would be really happy with that as the first pick in the second round. Well, right round. now, yeah, I have a feeling. Kirk is kind of like the same player. Well, he's a similar player. I do agree. Right and now, I have a feeling. Right now, if this happened, if this draft ended with AJ Brown and Nikhil Harry still on the board, I can tell you as a bonus pick, the first pick in the second round would be Nikhil Harry. Woo. So, all right. So, thank you for listening. If you've stuck to this point, somehow we really appreciate it. Uh, I need a snack. Yeah, so (laughs) we will be back, I believe, with a mini show on Thursday, maybe. If you happen to listen to this, a pre-NFL draft covered. You may not. It it Um, might only be two of us. Dylan's got more important things, quote-unquote, to do. We might be. We will definitely be back next week. Um, So, listen for that. And thank you for sticking on this marathon of a journey with us on the world of sports podcast and radio show.